Good evening. Hope all of you are doing well. We are learning Maseches Megillah, Daf Chav Gimel, starting at the very top line. We're in the middle of a Mishnah that is discussing <clears throat> the halachos of how many aliyahs we have. And we had said in the Mishnah that Biyom Tov Chamisha, that on Yantif there are five aliyahs, and that Biyom Akipurim Shisha, and that there are six on, on Yom Kippur. And we said there were seven on Shabbos. And the Mishnah concluded there as well that we're allowed to add Hosafos, additional aliyahs to these particular days. However, this is not so simple to align with the shitas of the other tanoim. Masnis and money, lo rabbi shmol, rabbi akiva. Our Mishnah doesn't align with the shitas of rabbi shmol or rabbi akiva because the Tanya, the Brisa writes, and in order to find the differences, you have to watch the nuance. Um, what does the Brisa say? Three lines down, chav kemel aleph. Biyom Tov Chamisha, so far so good. Uviyom Akipurim Shisha, so far so good. Uveshabes Shiva, so far so good. Ein pochsin mehem ve'ein mosifin alem debi Rabbi Shmuel. And here's where things get murky. Rabbi Shmuel was of the opinion that you're not allowed to have Hosafos. Now all the numbers of Aliyahs on Yom Tov, Yom Kippur, and Shabbos are the same five, six, and seven respectively. However, whereas our Mishnah allows for Hosafos, Rabbi Shmuel does not. Rabbi Kiva Omer, Biyom Tov Chamisha, and then here's the change for him. Uveyom Akipurim, whereas we say six, he says Shiva. That's a big difference, of course. Uve Shabbos Shisha. And on Shabbos, that's unbelievable. On Shabbos is only six aliyahs. That's an unbelievable thing. And then how he, he adds, uh, in contrast with Rabbi Shmuel, Rabbi Kiva adds that that you are not allowed to reduce them, but you are allowed to have more. So money. If you want to say that our mission is like Rabbi Shmuel, so the numbers of aliyahs look right, but whereas our Mishnah allowed for additional um, additional aliyahs, that's not the case in regards to the price of Rabbi Shmuel. Any Rabbi Kiva, Kasha and if we say that our Mishnah is like Rabbi Akiva, so then our Mishnah doesn't align on two fronts. It doesn't align in that Yom Kippur we said was six and he said was seven. And it doesn't align with Shabbos, which is we said was seven and he said was six. So therefore we don't know who it's like. So Amar Rava, Tana Debei Rabbi Shmuel. Really it's Tana Debei Rabbi Shmuel, which is the same person as Rabbi Shmuel. We'll have to answer that question momentarily. Tana, we learned in a Brisa. Tana Debei Rabbi Shmuel, Yom Tov Chamesha, Yom Kippur, Shisha, B'Shabbos Shiva. Five Aliyahs and Yom Tov, six and Yom Kippur. Seven on Shabbos in Pochs in Mehem, and you cannot have any less than them. However, Aval Mosif in a land So that's a good answer. We finally found the source for our Mishnah that our Mishnah is a perfect hand to glove match with the Shita as is found in Tanah Debe Rabbi Shmuel. But the Gemara then presents a challenge, 12 lines down, of Kashi Rabbi Shmuel Ad Rabbi Shmuel. In the Bryce at the quarter at the top of the page, Rabbi Shmuel was of the opinion that you're not allowed to do Hosafos of Aliyahs on these days. However, in this uh, in this new Bryce, uh, the one that we use to answer our question to say that our Mishnah is like him, he says you are allowed. So that's a steer within Rabbi Shmuel. The Gemara responds, as it often does, Tre Aliba Rabbi Shmuel. Two of his Talmidim didn't know what he, how, to, how to learn him. They misunderstood. He must have died by that point already. Otherwise, they would have asked him. Whenever we say Tre Tanai Aliba, the person acts, but there was two Tanai who didn't understand something, it usually means the person's dead. Otherwise, we would have asked him directly. Fine. So that's how the Gemara gets out of this. Okay, let's uh, learn the next uh, little sugya. Man Tana Lahaditanya, who of the previous Tanai that we've learned is the author of the following Brisa. The Yom Tov, when it comes to Yom Tov, there's so many food preparations. Uh, many, you know, we get to Shul uh, closer to the end of the day. It's a little bit later. And we're quick to leave Shul as well because we have a mitzvah of Simchas Yom Tov. Then the Gemara says, where there's no food to worry about. Instead of We try to get there early. We say Yisoda Tshuva. We say Tvila Zaka. We say whatever we're going to say. We stay a long time in Shul. We pack the sitter. There's a lot to be said um, because where are you going? 
There's no simchas yom tov here. There's no food to be eaten. Uveshabbos, it's a blend. Memaharin lavo. We try to get there early because we did all the food preparation already. On Shabbos, you're not allowed to do any prep. So uh, you're good to go. Memaharin lavo. Memaharin lutzes. But we also are quick to get out in order to be yotze. So it seems to be that on Yom Kippur, we're maachrin lutzes, that we're in shul for a longer time. Lema, two lines before the wide lines, a third of the way down. Maybe we should say that this b'risa, which says that Yom Kippur, where maachrin lutzes, is the isle, is because he's of the opinion that on Yom Kippur we have seven aliyahs. Now, I don't know about you. Whether or not we have six or seven aliyahs on Yom Kippur, davening is still six, seven hours, right? And that's what the Gemara says back to him. That doesn't have to be Rabbi Akiva. Says the Gemara, last line. The long day of Yom Kippur isn't because one guy got an extra aliyah. That's not the problem. The problem is, uh, is that... Oh, not the problem, but the sitter is jam-packed. It's not because of one aliyah, so no raya from there. Fine. Says the Gemara, Hani shlosha chamisha b'shiva. These varied, various minhagim of three aliyahs and five minhagim of five aliyahs and seven. We skip over six. We'll get back to Yom Kippur soon. <clears throat> so where did the minhagim of three, five, and seven come from? Keneged me. Says the Gemara, this is a machlokas. Uh, there was a machlokas between Rabbi Yitzchak and his counterpart. The Ime means the one that was with him. Umanu, who was that? Rib Shimon ben Pazi. So this version says the machlokas was between Rabbi Yitzchak bar Nachmeni and Rib Shimon ben Pazi. The Amri La, some say it was reversed, that it was Rib Shimon ben Pazi, Rib Shimon ben Pazi, and one person who was with him, Umanu Rabbi Yitzchak bar Nachmeni. Same two people. And the question is who came first, who came second. The Amri La, some say no, Rib Shmuel bar Nachmeni, that the person that we're talking about is Rav Shmuel Bar Nachmeni and not Rav Yitzchak Bar Nachmeni. Either way, one of them said, This is a famous word by Birchas Kohanim, the first Pasuk. Three words. Hashem Five words. You saw Hashem Seven, three, five, seven. That's why we have three aliyahs in uh, during the week, five aliyahs on Yantif, and seven aliyahs on Shabbos. Beautiful, nice little word. What does one thing have to do with the other? You have to look into the Rishonim for that. So that's one sheet. The Amar. No, it's Keneged Shlosh Hashem Has to do with Kavod. Has to do with the number of people that are found in different locations in Shas that surround the king. Sometimes three, sometimes five, five and sometimes. Seven and says the Gemara that this second idea is found in a bride. Um, what is this? Gears of change. I, I circled it. Here it is. Keneged, uh, they are Keneged, and Shiva the three guards, the five peoples that surround the king, and the seven that surround the king. Okay, so he was so impressed by this answer. Abaye says to him, I don't understand. My Why didn't you tell me this gorgeous piece of Torah that you've been holding on to? So he says, I didn't know you needed to this be how much that you want to walk randomly walk over and teach a piece of Torah. You got to give me some context. I had no idea you needed it. Has there ever been a time that you asked me a question that I didn't give you the Torah that I had? I'm, 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 I'm happy to share any Torah that you want. I didn't know you wanted it. Just ask me. Happy to help. I think this was more a dialogue of this is awesome Torah. Why didn't you tell me? He's like, I'll tell you anything you want. I don't think it's anything critical. Says the Gemara, two thirds of the way down. Amarle Yaakov Minah, Yaakov the Min. What does that mean? Tosvos, top, not top Tosvos. Where's Tosvos? Amar of Yaakov. If you look at Tosvos, who is about fifteen lines down or so, Tosvos already. You can see in his Dibur Hamaskil, he changes the name. Amar Yaakov Mitzah Garcina from Mitzah. It has to be that that's the case. Shem Hava Min. Had it been that he was a heretic, Lo Hayamaskiro Yaakov. We would never have said his name. 
We would never have used that. Other people say, not like Tosos. Other people say that this guy was from a city called Min, which is where he was from. And some of the Rishonim actually isolate a city by name. It's called Mina. It's the name of a city in a particular locale. Either way, this person was not in. Just says, never says that. Yeah, yeah. X is like a, a common. Yeah, absolutely. So Tosos is picking up on that piece that you're talking about. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. We still got to call Hillel on that one. Yeah. I'll, I'll call him. I'll call him. Yeah, remind me. I'll call him. So says the Gemara uh, that Rabbi Yaakov Minoah had some Torah to teach. He said to Rabbi Yehuda, Hani shisha can I get me? We, of course, paskin like the Shita Rabbi Shmuel in our Mishnah that there are six Eliezer and Yom Kippur, famous. So says the Gemara, but why is it six? So says the Gemara, Amarlei, can I get Shisha Shamdumi Amino Shalazra Vishisha Mismolo? There were six Jews who stood to the right of Ezra and six to the left. Who were these people? I'm just going to read this from the Pasuk itself with all the vowels. Vayamod Ezra Hasofer al Migdal Eza Sher Asu Ledavar. Vayamod Etzlo, number one, Matisyahu Vishema Vaanayav Uriyah Vichilkiyah Umaaseya. That was on Al Yumino. Umismolo, the Gemara says, Pidaya Umishael, Umalkiya, Bechusham, Bechash Badana, Zecharia, and Meshulam. The problem is that we said it was six, but it's not six, it's actually seven. So says the Gemara, Hani Shiva Habu, if you count those who are on his left, the number isn't six, it was seven. So says the Gemara, 10 lines from the bottom, Hainu Zecharia, Hainu Meshulam. They were the same exact person. So Zechariah had another name, and it was Meshulam. V'amai karu Meshulam. Why is it that we, the bar mitzvah boy, this past week, one of his Hebrew names was Meshulam. By the way, it's a gorgeous name, and this should have been the Dvar Torah at his bris. If it wasn't, it should have been. Says the Gemara, v'amai karu, le, karu Meshulam. De Mishlam be'ovde. He is complete in his work. Take a look at Rashi, 10 lines from the bottom. Dibur HaMaschel, de Mishlam be'ovde. Tamim b'maisa. Gorgeous name. A gorgeous name. It sounds nice. It, it sounds from. It's nice. It's beautiful. This is a brisk speech for someone. Next time it comes up, I'll I'll quote the Gemara and Chavkim. It's a beautiful, beautiful piece. Tanur and the rabbis taught us Hakol Olan the Minyan Shiva. Everyone counts for the seven uh, for the for the count of seven. Ve'afilu katan ve'afilu isha. Even a child and even women. Aval Amru Chachamim isha lo tikra b'Torah mipnei kavod tibor. Seems from the Gemara that fundamentally there's nothing wrong with a with a woman reading from the Torah, but we restrict her because of kavodat tibor. There are those who have taken some liberties in this area, saying that women should have aliyahs and women should learn from the Torah. You have mafurisha din from Chazal that that's not allowed. This isn't a political question; it's a halachic process question. The halachic system has in it checks and balances to ensure that we don't manipulate the system. So if somebody feels with any dinder abanan, you know what? I think the rabbis got it wrong and I'm going to make a change. So you're undermining a fundamental infrastructure to the halachic system. You might start here, but who's to say you're going to stop anywhere, anywhere else? You might not like that women can't get aliyah. So I'll allow that. I don't like muksa. So then my whole Shabbos changes, right? Everything's so different. Phones are derabanan. They're all LEDs at most or whatever the system is. It's, it's not deoraisa, right? These lights are not deoraisa. So everything changes when you remove it then derabanan. So we have a principle in halacha. The checks and balances is very simple. Unless the bezdin that, that you have is gadol b'chachmo b'minyan, is greater in volume and quality as the one that instituted that din derabana that you're trying to uproot, you have no latitude. It doesn't matter what it is. It doesn't matter what it is. I understand these are some hot button topics. I just want to be super crystal clear is that a woman getting reading from the Torah, this is the language you're reading from the Torah, that's not correct according to the Gemara because of kavod And there's a machlokas here 
in the Achronim. Do we say that it's Le'ikuva, that if in fact a woman were to read from the Torah, you're not Yotze? Or do we say that if in fact she reads, okay, but it's not Le'chathchila for sure, it's, an, it's Aser, it's not allowed, neither Rabbanon, but, but it's, you're still Yotze. That's a Diyun in the Mephorshim, but it's not a, not a Pasha Rezach. So we have to make sure that even though we may not understand every last din in the Torah, it may be hard for us to, to process things. I respect that entirely, but we have a system in place to ensure that we stay on the straight and narrow as it relates to Halacha. When, um, when Mashiach comes, maybe things will change, maybe not. I have no idea. But at the end of the day, this is the system that we have. Says the Gemara, Amar Maftir Shiva. The assumption of the Gemara at this point is Maftir is, was something that was read that was a different text than what we're used to. That's the Havamina of the question. So says the Gemara, if you have someone who's uh, reading a maftir, is that one of the seven or is that number eight? The two of them have a machlokas. Why is it that one person says that it counts? Because the hakari tachlis, you're reading from the Torah. So it looks like you're having an aliyah. Why not? Because Ula was of the opinion. Excuse me. Why is it that the person who's going to be reading the Haftarah, why is it that he has to read from the Torah first? It's not nice that this guy was only called up to the Torah, was only called up to the Bima to read from a Navi. The Torah is more Hashivos. So it's not nice to the Torah. It's a disgrace. So we force that guy to get Maftir. And uh, that's why even if the person doesn't want to lane, he has to still say the brachos. It's his aliyah. Okay, so he doesn't know how to lane. So he gets somebody else to lane. That's fine. But it's still appropriate that he should make the brachos. And therefore, because the only reason we're asking him to be involved in maftir is so that there isn't the bizayon to the Torah and that he only comes up to read the navi. It's not really an aliyah. It's only liminyana los salik. We're not going to count him as one of the count. Says the Gemara, that doesn't work. We have a problem from a brisa. A maftir benavi. Someone who does have Torah from a Navi, lo yifchos psukim shiva shekara We have a general rule uh, because the institution of Haftarah was to represent times when there was an iser of uh, iser. There was a gzera shmat against the Jews and a, a gzera that the Torahs can't lane. They were not able to come together in shul, so they came up with this minhag of reading Haftarah seven aliyahs times three. Three is the minimum number of psukim. So the Brisa says that's why Haftarah should be twenty-one psukim, and says the Gemara that if this is true, v'i'isa v'imisa, if you were of the opinion that eight people were really uh, aliyahs, the mafter was really number eight, so then it should be eight times three esrin ve'arba havyon. Then Haftarah should be twenty-four psukim, not twenty-one. Beautiful riot, says the Gemara, not a beautiful riot. If that's not true, maybe he counts, but because he was only brought up because of he was only brought there to read the Maftir because of the covet of the Torah. So on the top of we don't have to put Sukkim opposite him, but maybe he counts as an Aliyah. So the Gemara seems to remain a little bit unclear about this topic. We are at the top of Let's continue. Hold on one second. You just said that it's supposed to be 21 Sukkim. Not so simple. So this is the Haftarah for Parshas Tzav. And the Haftarah there is way less than 21 Sukkim. I think it's 17, it's not way less. It's 17, 18 Sukkim. It's pretty short. So says the Gemara, if that's the case, what happens to the 21? Says the Gemara, shiny husband to Salikinyana. We finished we finish the conversation. The idea of 21 was representative of those times when you couldn't lay. It doesn't have to be, it's not a minimum, minimum amount. It's well, approximate. It's very strange, halachically speaking. Normally when we give a shear, we're very makbid on it, even when the shear is the Rabbanan. Called the uh, call, uh, what's the line about? Uh, called the tikkun rabbanon, rabbanon kein doraisa tikkun. No, the matbeish tabul chachamim. That's what I was looking for. So we, normally, when we have a templating from the from the chachamim, we follow it uh, to the t. So this is a very strange mechanics going on. It should be twenty one, unless it's not twenty one, and then it's okay because it's the 
Very strange. Okay, that's what the Gemara says. Shani Hasam the Sali Kinyana. That by Parshas Tzav, the reason why that Avtara can be a little bit shorter is because we finish the Inyan. Says the Gemara, What about times where I can tell you where the Inyan wasn't finished and we still didn't lay in 21? Says the Gemara, Shmuel Bar Abba, Zimnin Sagian, many times have a Ke'imna. I would read Haftarah in front of Rabbi Yochanan. And once I read 10 Pesukim, stop. So we see a case where this Inyan wasn't finished and you only read 10 Pesukim. So what happened to your principle that the only time we have less than 21 is when the Inyan was Salik, when you finished the, the idea, says the Gemara. That case of, uh, of, Rav Shmu, of Rav Yochanan, where he said to stop laning, was Makam Shiyesh Turgaman Shani. It's different. If you're reading a Pasuk in Navi, and then somebody else is translating, then you read Pasuk Beis, and he translates Pasuk Beis, and then you read Pasuk. So your 10 Pesukim is 20 Pesukim. It's very long. And that's what Rashi, Rashi says here on the second line of this page, so we understand you need to translate it because people don't know what they're talking about. By the way, it would be very, I'm not recommending that we institute it. I'm just saying, we don't know what we're talking about. We don't know what we're talking about. We're clueless. We have no idea. I'm, I'm, I'm criticizing myself. I have no idea. I don't know what's going on in Haftarahs. I have no idea. That's if I'm listening. Uh, hopefully we're in chill for it to start with. But uh, even if we are there, we most of us don't have the context for most of the thing. Okay, when they read the first paragraph of Yoshua, we're like, oh, I've learned that 18 times for the 18 times I tried to start Tanakh and only got through the first few brachim. I've done that so many times. So it says the Gemara that when there's a mature Gemara in the half Torah, then you're right. We don't follow the rule of 21 because of Tircha de Tzibura. We don't want to go overdo it. So up to 10 Sukkim is reasonable. We're not concerned about time. We're not concerned about time. We're concerned about Tircha de Tzibura. Tircha de Tzibura is its own animal in Halacha, that there are certain things that simply cannot happen in Shul because it's a Tircha de Tzibura. Uh, waiting too long for the tzibur, you know, those kinds of things that come up. Those are those are some of the problematic issues that come up. And surprisingly, this is one of those things that's viewed as tircha de tzibura. So normally the principle of 21 psukim is uh, reasonable for haftarah. But when we're doing, we're doing it with the maturgaman, so then the rule of 21 doesn't apply. Tircha de tzibura kicks in and we max out at 10 psukim, which has 10 translated psukim, which is a total of 20 psukim. When do we say 21 psukim? That's only when there's no translator. But when there is a maturgaman, we do cut ourselves much shorter. Next Mishnah. This Mishnah has a lot of sugyas in it, although it's going to end pretty quickly. We're going to stop at the bottom of the page, two lines from the bottom at the next Mishnah. Let's jump right in. I'll tell you from the, out of the gates, there's something missing from this Mishnah. The Mishnah starts, Ein porsen al shema. You're not allowed to do half of shema. I don't know, what is this talking about? Vein over Teva. So if you look in the Tosos here, and we're not even going to learn the Tosos, but Tosos actually changes the text of the Mishnah. The second Tosos on the page, Ein porsen al shema, pachos me'asara. This whole Mishnah is about having less than 10 yidin in the room, 10 men. And this is where we, that you need to add that to the entire Mishnah. So let's go back. Oh, such a hard question. You're asking the big, big, big machlokas in the, in the Rishonim. Tosos Rashi, the, the Ran has a couple of different shitas, one within Rashi, his own shita, a lot, a lot going on here. Um, and according to Rashi, we'll just take his approach because it's, uh, it's visible. Uh, even though it's somewhat difficult. So take it the first, uh, take a look at the first Rashi in the Mishnah, three lines down into the Rashi's Dibur Maskal in Porsen al Shema. Minayin, how do we know that Shema? That let's say someone comes into Shul very late and uh, they already said Shema. Omid Echad, some guy's going to call out, Have you ever been davening when some guy shows up at the end and uh, he says, Baruchu? 
So he should do more than that. He should say, um, he should say, Yishtabach, I guess. Or he should say, Kaddish, Baruchu. And then the first bracha of Kriyashma up until Yotzer Oros, and everyone should be patient. The other Jews in the room should be patient for him to be Yotzer, some kind of Dvarm Shevikdusha. That's what Porson al Shema is. Poris means half. That's what Rashi says. Porson, Lashem Chasi Hadavar. Half means we only said the first of the two. Birchos Kriyashma, only Yotzer Hameoros, and not Habocher Bamois Shabiahaba. So that's Porson al Shema. Tosus has a different approach. You can take a look there as well. So that we can't do without 10 people. Vain Ovenlifnea table. We don't dab in Bitsibor without 10 people. Vain Osnes Kapem, no Duchening without 10 people. Vain Korn Batora. We don't do it. We don't retort without 10. Vain Maftir Benavi. Let's say right after Kriyasa Torah, the 10th Jew walks out of the room, then there's no, there's no Haftarah. Rashi speaks about what Maimad Moshev is. Rashi is about five lines into the thinner lines in the Rashis. He says, the mace, that when someone dies, they used to do the following. When they were carrying a mace to be buried, we have a similar type of uh, minagan uh, uh, when we're carrying them, that we stop seven times and we say certain sukkim. It's based on this idea, this on this concept in the Mishnah of Einosin Maimadamosha. But if you don't have ten people at the at the kavura, then we don't do this stopping and starting again. We'll see what that means in the Mishnah in the Gemara. We don't do that without ten people. We don't do that either. So maybe Sheva Brachos. We'll see. That when we have a zimun for benching, if there aren't ten people, we don't say Hashem's name. If there is a piece of land, Rashi says. Is right to the left of us. If someone wants to deconsecrate lands that have been consecrated to the base of Mikdash, we need 10 Jews, one of which is a coin. Back in the Mishnah, as we close off the Mishnah, uh, and as well, if you're uh, deconsecrating a human being who is hectish, now we're going to deconsecrate him. How does that work? We also need 10 people, seemingly with even one coin quarter of the way down at the Gemara, the Gemara opens and says, how do we know the first din of the Mishnah about, um, about the whole Mishnah, I should say, about having 10 Jews? This is a famous Gemara. This Gemara is what tells us about how we know that we need a minion ever. This Gemara is very important. It says the Gemara, how do we know that we need a minion? I shall be sanctified in the midst of the Jewish people. Anything that has Kedusha shouldn't be less than 10, says the Gemara. I mean, that's really nice and everything, but how did you get to the number 10? Why isn't it five? Why isn't it seven? We spoke about three, five, and seven. Maybe it should be one of those. How did you no, get to ten? Says the Gemara, how do we know that it's ten? A reference to the times of the Miraglim. And then Eida, how do we know that Eida is ten? So this triple level of drush of and um, and the last one is Eida Eida, that teaches us that we need a minion of ten for all of the things as listed in the Mishnah. What is the Mishnah? I mean, when it says, So it says the Gemara, that as the mace is being carried, stand up, sit down, and they're referring to the, the Meforshim here, point this out. This is not intuitive in the Gemara, that because the person who is the Makri, the one who's, uh, who's calling all of this out, he has to use the word Yukarim. So the Meforshim say, It's not, it's not less than 10 people. It's not appropriate to do that because 
as the Mepharshim point out, what happens when there's more than 10? You're going to call them Yukarim also? Yukarim is a terminology that we say for more than 10 people. Fine. Next, two-thirds of the way down, huge discussion as to what a Birchas Rechaba is. Uh, is it benching? Is it a special bracha? A special bracha that's uh, a bracha that starts with Achenu and ends with Baruch Gomel um, The whole language, I have to look it back up again in the Masifta as a whole. Arichus on this, you should take a look. That has to be 10. But the Avel doesn't count as part of the minion because he was the reason that he was supposed to be there and he's really not supposed to speak. The Avel, the avel is, a, is a closed-mouthed person. That's why some of the Mephorshim say that the Sudas Havra by a mace, by the, by the family, is supposed to be an egg. It has no openings in it at all. There's no peh. Not only that, Rabbi Zevlev has a whole word. Why is it the way you use chickpeas for Shalom Zachar, but we use eggs for the Suda Savra? So he says that when it comes to a chickpea, if you roll it, it's more spherical and it actually rolls much further. But an egg, if you push it, it does one roll and then it stops. By the, by the good news, we want there to be a gilgal. We want it to continue. The chickpeas are more spherical. But when it comes to the eggs, those are more ovular, and those don't roll very well. We don't want the bad things to roll. I heard this directly from him about 20 years ago. Interesting word. I don't know if there's any marmaku. What? Amen. Amen. So that's what the Gemara says, that the ten. I just had one on my block three, four weeks ago, and I was the 10th man. I was pulled out of my uh, my house cleaning duties to, to become the 10th man. Perfect timing. What? Perfect timing. It was great. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I, uh, I, I even heard it for our Torah. It was very nice. This is a discussion as well. Why is it that the chasanim are part of the minion? Why is it that the avelim are not part of the minion? So if you look in Rashi over here, Rashi a little bit more than halfway down, Dibur Hamaschil, Ein Avelim Mina Minyan, Sharehu Omer, Bracha Lemanacham and Bifne Atzman. He would say this his own bracha. So what's the language of that bracha? Achenu Bal Hagmul, Yeshalim Lachem Gmul Chemato Bracha to Hashem, Yeshalim Hagmul. But when it comes to the Avelim, they had their own bracha bifneatzman. They'd say to the person who was in Avelus, So because each of them had their own distinct brachas, those who were sitting Shiva and those who were the Menachamim, so therefore you can't count them as the same. But when it comes to the Birchas Chasanim, everyone is partaking in the same thing. All the brachos are, there's no distinct brachos. So that's the Balabatish approach to Rashi. There are those that have a more Lamdisha approach. Says the Gemara, 12, 15 lines from the bottom, the Mizan and Alamazon, Bishem, Pachos, Measara, Kev and the Baila, Memar, Nevarech, Lelokenu, because we would like to say, Elokeinu, try and get 10 Jews, Batsir, Mehachalav, or Achar, it's not appropriate. So, whereas, let's say, for example, somebody needs to daven Marav, we're always under the assumption that you need six Jews who haven't daven, and the remainder, the balance, can be those who have daven. That's not true by benching. By benching, you need seven people who haven't, who need to bench. And the balance can be those who haven't uh, eaten bread. However, they have to eat something other than water, having made a, I guess they have to make a bracha. They've eaten food other than water that requires a bracha. They can answer, and the post can refer to that as rubo nikar. It has to be more of a recognizable majority, not for now, but that is the din, is that uh, if this comes up at your tables, you need to have at least seven out of the 10 who have eaten bread. Says the Gemara, that we said that when we are deconsecrating 
land that was hectic, you need nine plus one coin. Adam And let's discuss this. In this section in Chumash about the consecration, it has the word coin ten times. So chad legufe. One is to teach us that there needs to be a coin. and all the remaining nine is have a achar each one, we've already spoken about a coin. Why say coin again? Each time is exclusionary, so it's non-coin, a non-coin, a non-coin, which leads to nine other kohana. Says the Gemara, uh, and every time there's a miut achar miut, so that it's lerabos, and therefore tisha yisrael and v'chad coin. Asks the Gemara a brilliant and simple question. If you're saying it's miut achar miut, so the first kohen means a coin. The second coin means a Yisrael. The third coin means a coin. The fourth coin means a Yisrael because it's mute, achar mute. Then what? It starts over, coin, and then non coin, coin. That's a brilliant, simple question of the Gemara. And the Gemara answers with the ominous unknown of Kashya. We don't know the answer to this question. Of course, the famous distinction in the Rishonim Kashya means there's an answer, we just don't know what it is. And Teku is we really don't know the answer. Last little sugim, Adam that if you're deconsecrating a human being, so then uh, we need the same system of nine plus one, we need 10 Jews. Can you consecrate a human being? We have a natural Kedusha, Kodesh Baruch Hu, and us with a Neshama. Beautiful. Well, you, can, you can dedicate me to the Beis HaMikdash. We're talking about the financial value of person X. We're not saying the person themselves are. That if a person says that they're going to dedicate the value of themselves to the Beis HaMikdash Shaman, we value them, we treat them in the way that's the same way we would value an Evet. The Evet is kash the Karkos. And then we're back to where we started that an Evet is compared to Karka. And because the Evet is compared to Karka, and because the person who says Dmei is compared to an Evid, so therefore we treat him like the Karka, in which case he needs a minion as well to deconsecrate his financial value that was dedicated to the Beis HaMikdash to make it Chulim. We'll stop right here at the bottom of Chav Kiyom Wishing you all a beautiful night.